Hello, I'm Karen MacDonald and this is Halfway to Borough, the Two Towns local history show on Camglen Radio. In this programme, I talked to Ron Taylor, who I first met about five years ago at the Rutherglen Manshed, but he was the chairman and I was a volunteer with Healthy and Happy's Reconnect team. A new history book being planned by Rutherglen Heritage Society will include memories of local people like Ron of their time living in the Royal Borough and their reflections on the changes they've seen in the town in that time. Now a member of Rutherglen's People's Past, People's Future group, Ron tells me about his time serving in the RAF and about his later jobs. I began by asking him about his connection with Rutherglen. So are you a, a born and bred Rutherglen man? Are you from outside? Or no, from outside. I never moved to Rutherglen until I was 40. Aye. So where did you start off then? Kirkcaddens. Over on the north side? Yeah. So what brought you over to this side then? <laughs> I joined the Air Force in 62 and 12 years. I came back and my parents still lived in Tory Glen. So I lived there for four or five years and then the tour. I got an offer of a house, man's house in Canvas Lang Road, so I moved there. And that's, that was 1980, so the right. so 1980 only been in Rodden. Right. So the RAF then, when, when was that in your life? 62 to, well, from 20 to 34. What, yeah. what did you do in the RAF? The communications. Okay, what, what did that involve? Send messages back and forward all over the world, you know, to... Yeah different NATO bases and things like that. Where were you based? Isle of Man. West Wales, South West Wales, Singapore, Belgium, France. Goodness. That's about it. So you got around then, eh? <laughs> well, that's why I get out really, because I like Singapore, but Aye. it started closing down a lot of places then. Sure. Never interesting to go to Europe. Well, I think I'm right, okay. So it was time to come back home and settle down then? Well, it took me a while to get a job once I came out, you know. Aye. If you've had the job you go to, you don't know what you've done, you're overqualified for this, and that didn't help me. <laughs> <laughs> I finally got a job in the Clydesdale Bank. Alright. And that was. There's something going on with Yarrows, because huh? it was actually in South Street in Yarrows building. Because right. they used to do payrolls, and it was, they'd done payroll for Yarrows and the Scottish National Orchestra, and Aye. two freezers set up. Yep. Because I worked in the Bank of Scotland in Scotland. Did you? I did, I was manager there back in the mid-1990s, so I know the area fairly well. I worked with B- Brit Oil, uh-huh. and then... They get taken over, something right. like that. Right. Uh, BP, I worked with them for a while. Sure. Uh, done. I got made redundant on my 50th birthday. Right. <laughs> oh, that right. oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I worked in there, come up, you know, security, until right. yeah. I retired. So when did you finally retire then? Uh, well, I was 66. I was finished up in January in the Marnock Primary mm-hmm. for a couple of years. That was getting a bit hectic, you know, because at dinner time you don't stop from about 11 o'clock mm. until the kids all get their dinner mm. and then you've got to clear up. And of course. It was. Nice. Yes. I'm over 60 and it's too much for me. Well, <laughs> time to go. Time to go. <laughs> so once you retired then, Ron, how did you, how did you fill in your week then? 
I started off going to the gym. Don't close I was sixty eight, someone says, Why do you go to the gym? I says and at that time it was free mm. for over over sixty, so I went up there and smashing three days, three days a week and mm-hmm. free. Yeah. But then they decided to put her up in relation to the price index and right. all that. Yeah. And it started off about fifty quid a week and now it goes up each year by the mm-hmm. price rises. So it's now up to seventy five if you go three times a week, it's nothing. Really. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'll tell you the first time I was in Rollerdon. I was in relations in Barrow Street, the corner of Arnold Flat Street, tenant building. And I don't know whether this, the address was in Barrow Street because it was right in the corner of the building. Right. And, this, and I was four. I came up there from Cow Cadden's in the tram car and bus. And all well, my Aunt, Aunt Mary's. Her granddaughter was about three years younger than me, Gardina McCulloch, and she used to sing with the Clutha. Oh yes, I remember that name. Uh-huh. So, but when it's time to go home, I said, where the fuck am I? Because I was more my mother and father, and Delmanet Road, dark, and uh-huh. there's a lot of street lighting, and there's tenements on both sides. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like it at all. <laughs> but that was just, just a kid. Uh-huh. So that was your first memory then? No, that was first memory. And then I didn't go again. So I moved to Tory Glen when I was about 16 right. for four years before I joined the Air Force. But I used to come up to the Rog and go to the Rio and the Odeon and things like that. Mm-hmm. What do you remember of your, your times going to these cinemas then? What pictures did you see? Can you remember? Oh, I was, oh all, all the new ones were about the 60s. I can't remember uh, what was any of the pictures I've seen right. in the Odeon. But I know I've seen... A couple of good ones in the, the biblical epics and the parent trap. Oh, that was in the Odeon, in the Rio. And Rio was quite good. So that was kind of early to mid 60s, wasn't it? Oh, it'd be early 60s. Early right. 60s. I joined oh, yeah. the Air Force in 62. Come on, 17, we moved from. Right. We started tearing down Cowcadden's and we moved out to Tory right. Glen. Right. And we only moved out to Tory Glen because the old man worked in Paul and E in the Railway in British Rail. Right. He, he used to walk from Kilcarran's to his work in the morning. Okay. So, wow. just, what do you call it? He moved to Tory Glen and then he could walk down. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> what, what job did he do? He's engine driver. Right. And what was his, his route normally? Oh, it was mostly freight, I think. Was it? Uh, mostly freight. Right. Good yards and things like yeah. Corker Hill. And mm-hmm. Yeah. We had to go down to Probably used to <coughs> get the thing fired up and then right. take his take his, his job. So was, was that be still in the days of steam or was it diesel by that time? No, so it was just starting diesel when he was on the freight. It was all steam, but sometimes he got a real car and said he didn't like it because you're sitting at the front in a cage. He said he didn't like it. He rather right. the footplate. Sure. And what about your mum? She worked at Simmel for the Gulls. She worked at Gulls and her sister was a buyer in Gulls in Glasgow Road. Oh, you right. know that's, that building is let out in the shops now. But it's a big next to the Clyde Club. Oh right, uh huh. It's a it's an there's there's got an name in that building now, I don't right. know. But that used to be Gulls headquarters. So Gulls what 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 Gulls? Gulls rule. Rule next to And she was a buyer, she used to go right. to Hong Kong and and it was her house that I bought she retired and moved to Rothsey. Right. 
and I bought a house in Campus Lang Road. Okay. And that's where I first moved. Then I lived there for 10 years, and then I brought a new house up in East Greenleys, and I lived there for 14 years. And I said, I'm getting near retirement, and I was in the Farm Bone Club. Right. I said, I'll move back down here for the retirement. Mm-hmm. And I moved back down, bought a house in Smith Terrace, and the Bone Club backed up. There you And you're still there then, eh? Uh, absolutely. <clears throat> So how did he end up joining People's Past, People's Future then? What was the, the Oh, the see, we joined there? up seven years, six years ago, I think we got, the men's shed started up in the Baptist Church. Right. And yeah. we used to go get the keys for uh-huh. the upstairs hall in the Ark Nursery. Right. But on a Wednesday morning, they used to have the same group that's in there, they used to meet in there. Right. Used to meet in there. And I knew some, I knew some people in, right. like Matt Laird, and mm-hmm. Thing. Mm-hmm. I knew some people who worked down there. So I made inquiries, and right. I've only been, I've only been here just over a year. I think. Is that where the manshed is now, in the Baptist Church? Yes, right, right. Right. upstairs at right. nursery, and we've lost a good few members that can't make the stairs anymore because it's a steep step of stairs. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay. So when you joined the People's Past, People's Future group, you knew guys like Matt and so on. Yeah. Um, did you get, how did he integrate with the group generally? Was it, was it made to feel very welcome? I'm sure you were. Aye. You were very much part of the group. It was a bit difficult, you know, having to find out what, the, what it was all about. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we mentioned the man shed there. When I first came across you, you know, I met when you were up at Port Lubbern. Really the man shed. shed so how did you get involved in the man shed? It didn't have a man shed in Lubbern. Right. Yeah. We asked around a few places and he said, well, this is the bonus ball in Whitleyburn, up there. But we went up there, we were up there for maybe a year mm. and they wouldn't let us do anything. No tools, no hot work. Or sure, I remember. Yeah. So we were walking through, I was walking through the Rolling Exchange one day right. and Nancy Haggerty, she was kind of, we thought they were thinking of stuff. He must have discussed it in the church. See, they were thinking to start up a man shed in Rolligan. Mm-hmm. And so we, we get set to begin to that. And, right. Yeah. And, well, we've been oversubscribed for the last four years. We've got a waiting list of eight or nine. Right, right, and yeah. I can't see any right. of them getting in. So I wonder what that tells us then about the demand for that sort of thing, men, you know, looking to be involved in No, there's a lot of, what do you call it, just the Somebody from the NHS up said, well, we've really got somebody that could do with, you know, getting out and about. Mm. I said, well, we've got a waiting list and we can't mm. take any more. Yeah, yeah. And I'd like to s- arrange a meeting with somebody in Rolligan and say, you really need a, need a bigger, right. we need a bigger premises. Right. Do you know um, Barong Street? I remember that. Right, yeah. there's a, what do you call it, there's a swing park, mm-hmm. a swing uh-huh. park. Well, behind that, there's three 30-foot porter cabins mm-hmm. and it's a, three times the area we've got at the moment right. and it's the last time I, I was in it was when they discussed that cunning route what was going to happen mm-hmm. it started off as going to be a zoo and like yeah, that and, yeah. and it was a good a smashing area mm-hmm. inside it and that's the last time that place was open as far as I know we've got a lot of machinery now it's expanded so right. we're <laughs> running out of space up there sure, sure, right. <laughs> I'm Carrick MacDonald and you're listening to Halfway to Borough, the Two Towns local history show on Cam Glen Radio. In this programme, I'm talking to Ron Taylor of Rutherland's People's Past, People's Future group.
So, uh, what else do you do to pass your time? What other, have you any hobbies or pastimes or your time for anything else? Jim, and what do you call it? Jim men's shed twice a week. Right. Here once a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes we do Universal Connections down there. Oh, I know them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, that and the Wallerspoods. Fair enough, that's fine. That's fine. So you keep, you keep yourself fairly busy then, aye? Yeah, aye. <laughs> oh, I gave up the car for a couple of years ago. Aye. And, uh, so I've got a bus pass, so that's. Aye. The only thing is, in the summertime, I walk out of the gym because the first bus down in Farm Cross didn't go quarter past seven. Right. Whereas I walk out, I can be up there for seven o'clock. So, in terms of changes then, Ron, you've been around Brolegan for, for a fair amount of years now, uh, in the different locations in the town. Can you kind of think to, back to how things were, even back to your time, that time in Baronald Street, uh, to how things are now, in terms of the people, the places, the buildings, the organisations that you've seen changing over time? I mean, it's completely changed. Farm on road when I first moved down there in 1980, it was all wee garages. So now a big green space, but it's all wee garages, workshop and stuff like that. GKN, uh, a big steel fixing place, yeah. that was down there as well. Right. Farm on road's completely changed now. Right. And I used to live straight across in the red sandstone buildings, looking on to where I, where I live now, was we were 14 years after I lived in the tenement, and I moved back to more or less. <laughs> Is that when, were the old wildworks still there at that, that time, down at the bottom of Farmland Road? They, they were. Is that right? Yeah. Do you remember anything about them, that building that was there, was it still working at that time, or was it closed down? No, it's so, still working, but it's on its last legs. Is that right? When I moved down there, there's still the tenements at the corner of, you know, across from the pub. Right. The tenements, Chinese, yeah. Russian, a cooperative, stuff like that. Right. But all these buildings come down and they made a big green space. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's where these new flats are, at Lloyd's Court, Lloyd Court, the new flats that are there. Oh, right, right. Uh, that's behind right. Tesco's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Right. So is that where the, the wire workers were, that, that factory? No, that was a rope factory. Or a rope factory, big part. Right, right, okay. Right. Were you ever aware of Farm Castle? Was it long gone? That, that was still up. That was, they were still there. Is that right? But in the Farm Bowl Club, there were three or four people there. They lived in the castle. Really? Because it was made out of six, so about six houses. Right. And people say, I right. guess I was born in the castle. Well, <laughs> so the building was still standing at that oh time? Oh, right. Yeah. Well, so, how, how far, what kind of time was that then, Ron? What kind of. I don't think it came down till 85. Aye. I don't think it came down okay. till 85. Aye. So it's still fairly recently then, right? Aye. 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 Yeah, yeah. Okay. And what about um, shops and pubs and so on in the town? Um, changes that you've seen there? And the only shop, well, I lived almost directly opposite, diagonally opposite uh, tenants, it was, tenants it was then. Right. And, but what they made their money was the rope works, Stuart and Lloyd's. Mm. I mean, the workers would come in three or four pints down the night and then go back to work. Of course. But there's no, no real passing trade there. No, no. And they built all these houses down behind Tesco's. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe two or three people that come yeah. in to yeah. the night pub after that. Sure. But there's never really a good concerns to pop after that. So that, that's the pub that was it's still, it's, it's lying de- vacant now, I think, isn't it? Oh, it's lying vacant now, but there's people going in now and working on it. 
And somebody said it's going to be a retail outlet, oh, right. like oh. a spa store or something like that. What do you build a spa store there when Tesco's just straight across? No, yeah, that's not, yeah, it's, it's difficult to know what to do with that particular site. Yeah, the opposite, uh, opposite used to be a bookies and a tool shop, and now it's a tattoo artist. I saw that, I saw that, yeah. That's a sign of the time, isn't it? <laughs> but it seems like a big shop for a tattoo artists. Yeah, well, it must be the man for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's, ta- there's tattoo artists, there's one in the main street and there's yeah. one beginning the Stonewall Road. Sure. So there is a demand for it. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. The main street is deteriorated a lot. It's empty shops and it used to be busy, but now it's not, not, not busy at all. You know. So what made you decide at that point to give up your car then? Were you... Well, I used to go abroad because my brother, she worked in helicopter engineer and he worked for a year for salt in the Brunei. Oh, aye. And I used to go out there for three weeks, holiday for a long mm-hmm. time. Yeah. So, and then he got a job in Dubai, uh, Aerogolf helicopters. Mm-hmm. Like so I was going out there for a while. Right. And then he got COVID and died. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. that, was, that, was, that, was, that was me. Mm-hmm. But he used to come over here, him and his wife used to come over for a month a year. And I used to, that's why I held out the car. Right. Mm-hmm. Give him the car of when course. he was over. Yeah. And yeah. his missus used to live with her. Filipino mate down in here mm-hmm. and him and me would go for a walk and all over. But when he said, I say, if I, I need the car, it mm. just, just cost me money. No, I use it for going to the house to the gym and the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was always doing about 20 yeah. mile a week. Say, well, from, from your fitness point of view, then that's probably a good idea. And also, mm. you've got your concession car for your bus anyway, so you're not missing it that much. I used to go to the Rolligan Library what, three or four times a week, and now I'm in there maybe once a month. So, so why, why is that? There's the, the, the restrictions now in the Rolligan Library. It's not as good as what it was. They used to have chairs out and you could sit and read a newspaper or things like that. Yeah. It's, it's not the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, still a good, it's still a good library, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good the heritage centre up there. Yeah. I've worked in there for maybe four or five years. Oh, right. Zen, well, it wasn't Zen, it was Zen's predecessor, Margaret. And photocopied all the Rolgan reformers from 1945 up to about 1950, 1960, before I left, and somebody else took over. Slides, they're just lying in boxes. Right. And I had a thing there, I could run the slides off and put them all onto a floppy disk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did that, and right. it's quite interesting because I've got a lot of information out of the reformers, you know, right. people right. that I knew. Right. And I speak to a guy I knew in a pub, uh, his name was, what was his name? Hannigan, Tom Hannigan. Mm. He was a soldier who was killed in Germany. A road traffic accident. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he's driving a truck or something. Right. A driver, mm. and you get killed. And I speak to Tom in the pub. He says, "That was my sister. That was my mother's brother." Really? Is <laughs> <laughs> one of the chaps I was talking to one of the volunteers in there? I think doing the same job as you were doing. He was, um, I think, he was preparing archive copies of the reformer. 
some special kind of cell tape stuff he used yeah. to make sure they didn't deteriorate any further. Yeah. He kept getting distracted with things he read in the paper. Guys that he knew, so he had to stop reading what was going on. And I think he found it very interesting as well. Well, I put a notebook and I took down it all in, like a tram car that ran down Farmland Road, jumped to rails and embedded yourself in the front of tents. Yeah, well, <laughs> 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 and yeah, got what happened in the dates happened. Aye, yeah. That's interesting. So have you got that in a kind of, you, have you thought about that notebook, eh? Aye. Oh, well, it's got the woodcut, I've got the dates and aye. when it was, yeah, yeah. and you can get the full story out of course. Yeah. It, it, it aye, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that was interesting. You, uh, have you got a kind of general interest in local history anyway, or is that a thing you've always had? I think I've always had, eh? Mm-hmm. always had. Well, you talked there for a while about the, the old farm castle. Which you still had to go when you were younger, uh, and the castle that's round the corner here. Ah, um, oh, no, I can't remember the castle street. Oh, no, I can't remember. No, it's been going for, for, for yeah. centuries now. Uh, there's nothing of it left. Rollins themes for its stonemasons and builders, like Glasgow Cathedral, a lot to. A lot of people from Robin yeah. mm-hmm. and Tam Seath shipyards. Indeed. And like yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, for a town of this size, it certainly punches above its weight in yeah. terms of history, doesn't it? <laughs> I had an uncle that used to live, I uh, used to work in the Monarch Power Station. And I remember because I lived in Tory Glen at the time, and uh, the chimney was coming down. I went up there to see this. Well, I went up there to see the chimney wow. coming down. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be quite a memory. Because I worked in Scotson, but I lived in Tory Glen, so the only way I could get there was walk from Tory Glen up to Glasgow Road and go down there. I could down to past the shipyard oh, right. and out onto the Road, <coughs> right. and I get a 64 from Lloyd Street or something. No, right. Lloyd Street. But 64 from mm-hmm. Terminus was it. Right. That would take me out to right. yeah, yeah. the they just started the transcar, and the transcar that I had was number 26. Right. So, <laughs> I used to get it in Rolgan, along where that new building is, uh, you know, the East Parish Church, and then there used to be about three shops going up to the East right. uh-huh. and one of them was a museum, uh-huh. so I used to get my okay. travel pass in there. Well, that was great, thank you very much for that. Thank you. I'm Carrick MacDonald, and you've been listening to Halfway to Borough, the Two Towns local history show on Cam Glen Radio. In this programme, you had me talking to Ron Taylor about his involvement in Rutherglen's People's Past, People's Future group, and about his memories of living in Rutherglen. Many thanks to Ron for taking the time to talk to me. My conversation with Ron was recorded in October 2023. The music was by Shugal Nifty. I hope you enjoyed this programme and that you can join me again next time. Until then, thanks for listening. How do you look after your teeth and gums? Brush your teeth um, every every time you wake up and at bedtime. Make sure you get like everywhere around your mouth, even the back of your teeth. If you kind of don't, then you'll have 
To help keep your teeth and gums healthy, visit the dentist regularly. To register with a dentist, simply telephone or visit a practice in your area and ask if you can register with them. You can find a dentist near you using the NHS Inform service directory. You are listening to Press Pause on Cam Glen Radio. This is a programme that focuses on nature sounds to promote relaxation and mindfulness. For the next half an hour, you will hear the sounds of the River Teeth in Calendar. <laughs> 